0: Welcome to the Career Fluencer Podcast. This is Katherine Moore. I'm a social worker currently based out of Orange County, California. When I started with social work, I was so excited to be helping people. But what I really got was much more selfish than that. It was a purpose and a way of continuing to be fulfilled and happy. So I must have been in my first or second year of college, and I had just moved away from home. So I was determined to leave my home city and move about an hour away to a city that I just I just loved. It was uh, Long Beach. So I just love Long Beach, California. And I went to school there, and I knew I had to get a career That like fast, I couldn't go home. I couldn't just remain undecided forever. So I was a lifeguard at the time, and I knew that, you know, I couldn't be a lifeguard forever. It was fun, but it wasn't something to really do as a career for me. So I went to the career center and I looked at all the little things, and I'm like, you know, I just want to help somebody. I'm not good at math. I was barely able to pass my statistics class (laughs) that was like the bare minimum required for college. And so I knew business wasn't going to do it. And I was looking at all the career center pages and I thought, oh, social worker. I don't know anything about social work, but I read the little blurb that they had and it described me to a T. It said, this is primarily a field for people who want to help other people, you can work in all of these different industries. So it's not just child welfare, but you can work in a hospital, you can work in the jails and probation and addiction, you can work in a school setting, you can do counseling, you can do politics, you can do uh, grant writing and fundraising and start a nonprofit and start a for profit, all of these things and I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And it went on and said, people in this field typically have these characteristics that they are caring and kind and empathetic. They connect easily with people. They're really good at relationships. They're really good at just getting along with people. They have this innate ability to care, you know, pretty much about everyone. And I thought, wow, that really sounds like me. So I checked it out. I looked at the curriculum and and I signed up. So while you're doing your college education, internships are required as part of the curriculum to graduate. And at first I said, there's absolutely no way that I want to work with older adults because I had grown up with my grandmother um, who primarily raised me and she had passed away my first year in college. And I thought, no way, there's no way I can work with older adults. It's just too sad. And lo and behold, my internship was with hospice (laughs) and I loved it. I found that by being raised by my grandmother, it was just natural for me to connect with older adults, to understand them, to meet them where they're at, to highlight that their strengths, to highlight the things that they are good at. And with hospice, I first, my first memory of really like a social worker experience was when my first person, when my first patient passed away. So I had met him. He was in a skilled nursing facility and he was all alone. He really didn't have any family. I remember he was most excited just to see someone there to have another person who took an interest in him. And we set these goals and we talked about his care plan. And the next week he passed away. And I talked with my supervisor and she's like, you know, how are you feeling? I said, I'm feeling okay. Just kind of sad that I didn't get a chance to, to help him more. And, um, and that we didn't get to really connect on a deeper level. And so by having that, essentially, she was providing me therapy throughout my career and throughout my licensing hours, because not only are you going through school, but you're also going through, I was going through the licensing process. And so she just helped me process all of these feelings and emotions related to, to grief and loss and helping other people. Know come to terms with that because as a social worker, it's important that you understand your own feelings and emotions to make sure that you are not projecting those onto other people, making sure that you are you are helping people in their own situation and not projecting your own personal experiences onto them. So, like for example. Um, my grandmother. I was raised by my grandmother. I was just making sure that I would have to check in with myself and say, okay, am I I putting my emotions and my heart into this person or into this client because I feel like they are my grandmother? That would be the wrong thing to do because that would just mess up all of our boundaries and it would burn me out and I would not be effective at helping them um, through whatever it is that they're doing. So you know when my first so that was the time when my first patient passed away, and I had to deal with that and process all of all of the things that went with it but with in the field of social work, you have to be able to take on that pain and that burden and know how to process it and compartmental compartmentalize it to where you understand that this is their journey, you know. It's it's different when it's your friend, but if it's your patient and client, it's still emotional, it's still taxing. And you have to say, Okay, that is their journey. I have done all that I can, and this is all that there is to do. I was able to listen and take some of the weight of their burdens off of them. And now I need to move on because there's another person who needs me to do the exact same thing for them. And you do that. A lot, every single day. So I was working in hospice for about four years and I really loved it. Uh, But there came a point, maybe around year three, that I was not doing the self-care that I needed. I wasn't really working or performing at my best. And I was just burnt out. And I recognized this. I was ready to find a new career path And to do, um, you know, just find the next thing that's going to challenge me in a different way. And that is just going to bring the change that I needed. The things that I'm, I'm proud of are the people that I've helped. So the patients and the families that I have come in contact with that I know I made a difference in their life. So I had um, a gentleman, he was to this day, one of my favorite people I've ever met. He was just such a character and he was on hospice. I saw him about twice a month, maybe like once to twice a month to kind of depending on what was going on. But he was... In his 70s, and he was very ill, very sick. He was stuck at home, and it was hard for him because he wasn't used to being at home. He was used to being super active. He listened to heavy metal. He had Metallica posters all over his room and all of these things that was just so interesting, and he was one of those people who live life full out, like no... No, he had cares, but he just, he just didn't let fear stop him. And he was so courageous and he maintained a positive attitude and his sense of humor throughout the entire thing. And, um, so I was able to get to know him, spend time with him and his family. Well, he didn't have family, but he had friends, which, which goes to show how amazing he was. He had like five friends that lived nearby, and they would visit him and take care of him 24 hours a day. And um, and when he passed, I was able to see him in his last days and just let him know that I was there. And um, and I am a I'm a spiritual person. It's hard not to be when you work around people who are at the end of their lives and you know knocking on heaven's door. So um so it's just, you know, those stories that fill my heart with joy and um and the stories that people share of what they see when they're at the end of life and the spiritual experiences that they have and the hope and the peace that they tell me about that's really what makes it all worth it and um and it gives me hope and so it's these little moments that just fill my heart and just make me so grateful for the people that I've encountered and that I will continue to encounter throughout my career. Um, it just makes it all worth it, and um, and giving me it lets me appreciate too the life that I have because I've seen young people in their fifties on hospice and that passed away. So to never take any single day for granted. You never know what is going to happen and never take your health for granted, which I think is is what we're seeing a lot right now in the world is that people are appreciating the good health that they have and not taking it for granted and they're protecting it. Hopefully they're protecting it and, and treating it like a, a very cherished, special thing because it is. And so that's what I try to do every day is just be grateful that I have my health, that I have my family and to not wait until some time in the future to take that trip, to save up money, to, um, to spend time with my family and don't wait till, till someday in the future, because it may never come. So if you are listening to this and thinking, oh, I'll, I'll have fun in a couple of years, I'll have fun when, when whatever, when I retire, that's when I'll travel. Some people don't get to retire and some people don't make it that long. So not to scare anybody, but just to be realistic, if you have the experiences and you have the health, um, you know, make it happen. And it's it's not easy sometimes, but if it's something that's truly special that you feel it needs to be done and and you want to do it, then make it a priority and go and do it. You only got one life to live.